An image circulating online showing Justin Trudeau saying people should avoid texting and talking on the phone with unvaccinated friends is thought to be a fake. This post does not appear on his verified social media accounts, but it is made to look like a post from the prime minister's verified account. Mark Sixstrom is the managing editor of NewsGuard, which is an organization which has tasked itself with uh, restoring trust and accountability when it comes to uh, media in the country. And he joins us now. Mark, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Hi, Jeff. Glad to be here. All right. This uh, image I just mentioned circulating of the uh, prime minister, is this just the latest example of uh, misinformation uh, online and the, the problem that uh, continues? And uh, talk to us a bit about that, uh, if you could, and its uh, implications. Well, you know, misinformation and fake news is nothing new, but since the uh, COVID outbreak, it's just skyrocketed here and abroad. Uh, the various conspiracy theories, the vaccine uh, debunking, all this has uh, risen quite dramatically since the start of the pandemic. And, you know, what we've seen with the uh, Facebook fake uh, with uh, the Prime Minister is, is nothing new either. Uh, the, the technology for altering images, uh, spoofing, uh, is growing every day. I, some of your audience may have even seen images of uh, Barack Obama and others saying things they wouldn't dream of actually saying, but the technology is there. But more rampant and widespread is, is uh, fake news on websites and on social media. And what NewsGuard does is try to identify the sources of those and reveal to people who, who use our tool to uh, get to the bottom of who's behind the tweet or the news article and uh, come to their own conclusion. Okay, tell us a bit more about the work you do there at NewsGuard, because this is really uh, fascinating. Is this, uh, you know, things, uh, news items that are brought to your attention by uh, various readers? Uh, people see things on uh, social media or so-called uh, news websites and you investigate, or do you actively uh, look at accounts on a regular basis? Just uh, how do you go about your business? We rate websites as the primary way that we, we fight misinformation. So we're now in six countries. We launched in Canada uh, just last month. We've rated over 7,500 websites worldwide, the US, Europe, Canada. And uh, we judge them or we review them for the, their credibility and transparency. So we have nine uh, criteria that we look use when we look at a website. And we, for instance, you know, does the website reveal who owns it? Uh, do they regularly publish false information? Do they correct errors? Do they have any conflict of interests? So there's nine criteria. We give a score on each of those criteria. And um, they either get a red rating if they fall below 60 in, out of 100, or if they score more than 60 out of 100, they're given a, a green rating. And that's uh, telling our, our users that that's a generally reliable and trustworthy website. And that rating carries over to anybody who posts on social media information from that website. So you also see our ratings uh, on, on various uh, social media posts. You know, this is really interesting, and it sounds very similar to me when it comes to uh, health regulations and restaurants, because, uh, you know, in the city of uh, Toronto, for example, we've had long had exactly that, uh, green or, or red. If there's been health code violations, there's a red sign posted in the window. If you've passed your health inspection, it's green. This sounds very similar to that, but just for news organizations and news websites. 
In fact, we even called them nutrition labels, which we adopted because, you know, when they brought in the regulations on food safety and many products, uh, food products have nutrition labels, it tells you what's, what's in the jar. It tells you uh, what the calories are, the constituents, all the information you need to, to decide if that's a food you want to consume. Same with news. Uh, our nutrition label, which it's not just a, a, a red or a green uh, and a score, but if you click on it, it brings up the entire uh, review that we have done of that website. And uh, it, it can be several pages long. And if there is any problem with the website in terms of misinformation, we document it, we back up why we think it's misinformation. We source everything that we do so that if we refer to a study, there's a link to the study. So we're, we are all journalists in this organization, the, the, the people, the analysts, the managers, that do the ratings, and uh, we use uh, journalistic principles when we when we look at a website. And I will also have to ask you, since uh, you look at organizations and news websites to see how transparent they are, when it comes to transparency there at NewsGuard, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, uh, Mark, just uh, how are you financed and uh, are you truly independent? We are. Uh, we are a private uh, company, and we are a for-profit organization. We're not a non-profit. Uh, we don't take donations. Uh, we are funded strictly by the people who support us by buying our tools and our data. Uh, some of them are just individuals who, who want to have on their browser an ability when they go to a site to, to see what the rating is. Uh, companies like advertisers will, will, will uh, use our data to make sure they're not sending their clients to uh, bad sites or misinformation sites so they use that to protect their, cl their clients. And uh, we also deal uh, with libraries and schools, and we give tools uh, to those uh, clients as well, uh, often for free or sponsored, paid for by someone else like Microsoft, who uh, want to see uh, media literacy tools in the hands of, of uh, middle and, and uh, high school students. You know, that's interesting. You mentioned media literacy, because I'm wondering what the response overall has been like from users of your service of NewsGuard. And is it your hope as a journalist that this might help reestablish some trust? Uh, I mean, things are pretty broken, pretty fractured. We've certainly seen that in this country over the last uh, week or so when it comes to the public uh, and the media. Or do you think really at the end of the day, when it comes to, again, media literacy, that uh, you know, we're so far down that rabbit hole that people are just going uh, for echo chambers and looking for sites that will tell them what they want to hear. Well, there's always going to be people who believe what they want to believe. But if, if you're open minded and you're reading something uh, about COVID or vaccines, uh, it'd be nice if you could trust the information and or at least be steered away from misinformation. Uh, Stats Can did a, a study last year that said, uh, you know, uh, almost 90% of people in Canada uh, thought they had seen COVID misinformation on the web. And almost half of them shared information that they didn't know was true or not. So, you know, people are uncertain in these times. The, the, the media landscape has shifted dramatically in the last 20 years. Everybody can be a publisher these days. Everyone can, can pretend they're a news outlet, but uh, only a select few, you know, adhere to journalistic policies that uh, that have made the media mostly trustworthy. And, you know, if you look at studies uh, like the Edelman uh, Trust Barometer this year, 
in Canada, trusted media declined from 54 to 52% of the uh, people who responded. All right. I got to leave it there, but some fascinating stuff. Mark, I really appreciate the time and the discussion. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Be well. Mark Sixstrom is the managing editor of NewsGuard. And that is it for our time on this Thursday. Thanks, as always, for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. See you tomorrow morning on Global Television's The Morning Show at 9. And thanks, as always, for listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.